welcome to Dogs Are Smarter Than People, the quick, fast, goofy, self-improvement podcast <laughs> of awesome with a brand new intro. I can't believe we have to redo the intro. We lost our intro because we're not tech savvy here, Dude, but we we're like, cool. We did like that 14 years ago. I, I know, man. What, I know. I don't even remember what the podcast is about at All this right, point. Anyways. Dogs are smarter than people is the podcast that helps you live a happier, quirkier life. I'm Carrie Jones, a New York Times and internationally best-selling novelist, and the guy with me is actually married to me. <laughs> For how well, long, we don't know. But not much longer. It's been and, a good run. <laughs> but this is my co-host, Sean Farrar. Join us as we start off with a random thought about the weirdness of life, and then we segue beautifully and smoothly into... Dog advice? Dog yeah. tips? Life advice. You've got this. You've got it too. <laughs> hey! Oh, Jesus, you started, but it didn't. This, yeah, we're recording. Yes, we are. Wow, you caught me off guard. <laughs> Most there, professional podcast ever. Well, since we're here, can I finish my question? No. No, it was not. Renati. Uh, everything you do is snotty. No, it was a serious musical question. Okay, what's your musical question? Is vibrato, does that tend to be more bassy? No, it doesn't need to be bassy. Okay, it's just so like quavering. It, so it like doesn't really have anything to do the... on the scale. Of... No, okay. you can have a... Okay. Or... Okay. Right. Both of those are right. vibrato, so, right? It was a legit question still. Where did that come from? Well, we were talking about it a minute ago. No, we really weren't. Yeah. So this is what I said. No, no, we're not. I'm just kidding. Anyways, hello, (laughs) and welcome to Dogs Are Smarter Than People, the most serious, most professional self-development podcast you'll ever find. Oh, is that what this is? (laughs) (laughs) And every week we start off with a random thought, and this random thought comes from AP News. What's that? I don't know. Uh, it's about no AP is, is the, the Associated Press. That's, that's yeah, not re- that's not the real AP news. Yes, it? it is, man. Really? Yeah, that, it that's is. their cheesy site. Yeah, they have a kind of cheesy site. It looks like the National Enquirer. It does a little bit, news but AP has been around forever. I understand who they All right, are now. So, anyways, this is an article by Haven Daily, October twenty seventh. A little outdated. Yeah. And it's at San Francisco restaurant pups chow down on filet mignon. What? So Do they only serve dogs there? Uh, or people too? San Francisco is a foodie heaven with plenty of Michelin-starred restaurants and San Franciscans love dogs, reads the article. So it might come as no surprise that an entrepreneur has decided to combine the two passions, creating what's believed to be the first restaurant exclusively. It's just for dogs. For man's best friend. What? Dog. Which rhymes with Vogue, opened last wheat month in the city's trendy mission district. I gotta be honest with you, I'm really glad to explain that because I just would, thought it would have been a fancy spelling of dog. <laughs> oh my god. Dog. So, anyways, you pay 75 bucks yeah. per each dog, yeah. and you get a multiple course meal. Yeah. It's a bone appetit menu. B-O-N-E. Yes. Appetite. (laughs) And it has dishes like chicken skin waffles and filet mignon steak tartare with quail egg. 
That's awesome. And if you're a human with the dog, you get a mimosa and a baked treat. Wow. Yeah. That's so a great idea. Some people are kind of PO'd because Why? it costs so much. What, the dog owners? Yeah, and it's sort of like, no, other people who are like, what the F? You're paying $75. Oh, they're kind of they're pissed off equally at the dog owners and the restaurant. There. Yeah, because they're <laughs> like, you're paying all this money and people are starving in our city. There's homelessness and like there's income inequality. Yeah. And you yep. are paying for a $75 meal for your canine. Yeah. You could buy like how many things like... In other places. How many Happy Meals could you buy at McDonald's? But, like, you know what I mean? For 75 bucks? Yeah. I don't know, because I don't buy Happy Meals anymore. Wait a minute. What? Go back. To, you passed the paragraph right there. Okay. About some... Can I read it? Yeah. Some critics... This is just what you said just a second ago. Some critics have expressed online outrage over the price point for the pampered pets, pointing out that income inequality, gentrification, and homelessness in the city. Yeah. For the cost of the tasting menu, you could buy at least five big burritos Wait. at one of the many nearby taquerias in the Mission neighborhood. What? Wait, is exactly... You can only get... I don't care how big that... That burrito better be as big as my foot and full of ribeye. <laughs> to we could be never $15. Dude, what's up I, with San Francisco, man? Because seventy five divided by five is fifteen, so that's fifteen dollar burritos. Okay, we have to pause the podcast. I don't know what you just smell. Wait, we have to pause the, the podcast. Don't stick it in my Wait, face. Wait, we have to pause the podcast, and you have to stop talking. I just reached into my sock. Yeah. And because it was bothering me, there was something in it that was yeah. bothering me what on is the that? on the top of my foot. It is, is that a, a tarpon scale? No, it is a. It's a very very flat piece of soap. <laughs> I don't smell know. it. Why are you trying? No way. Smell it. Smell oh, it. it smells like ass. It does not. It no, smells like soap. It must have stuck to the bottom of your foot. No, it was on the top of my foot. Now my chair is creaking because I can't handle all this. It's a <laughs> night. It's election night in America and nothing's right. Well, you're probably. Dude, there was soap. There was soap in my. I've been, ha I've been wearing, the wearing. I've been wearing these socks all day. So one foot will smell good and one will smell normal. So other people are paying their dogs $75. I mean, paying for pay dinner for their puppies for $75, which is, I can't, like a whole bag, a 45-pound yeah. bag of dog food. And I am such a mess that I have been walking around with soap in my sock all day. I voted with soap in my sock. How much did you pay for that? $75. How much did you pay? Five oh. burritos. <laughs> so. Is it working? It is working. It's working this it's time. It's our podcast. We're so pro. So the official name of our podcast is not put soap in your sock. Oh, you don't have your same NPR voice you did a second ago when we... Had a malfunction, baby. You're not supposed to talk about the malfunction. Get back in that mode. I have a joke to go with it, I think. Well, that's too late now. Anyways, now. our official name of our podcast today is Eat a Frog for Breakfast. Yeah. 
And it may sound ridiculous, but it's really about snake. time blocking and time management. And according to Texas A&M in a yeah. 2019 piece, they said that time blocking is a practice of planning out every moment of your day in advance and dedicating specific time blocks for certain tasks and responsibilities. Can I just say something? Yes. Boring! Dude, you know what? The reason why I'm efficient and you're not is because I do this. <laughs> and I love you, baby bear. I love you with all my heart, but you are not an efficient man. You're not, uh, okay. right? Like, uh -huh. So it helps you keep away from distractions. It gives you dedicated work time. It makes you not feel overwhelmed. And you get to set your priorities for the day on paper, not just in your brain where you can forget them if you smoke too much hash. So, hash, isn't that marijuana? It's a derivative. All right, well, but it's not what else? Weed. Back in 2013, yeah. Kyle Newport created this hack on his study hacks blog, which is the ugliest word in the world, hack. It is. It's so close to hag. Yeah. So he's a computer... But even worse, because it sounds like it comes from your throat. It sounds like vomit. <laughs> <laughs> you did that right. <laughs> okay, stop. <laughs> I got a hairball, bro. Oh, God. So anyway, <laughs> Newport is a computer science professor who's also an author. And he suggests creating half-hour increments for your day and planning out what you're doing for each block the night before. I do that. No, you don't. That's you lying, so crazy. Liars, fucking lies. <laughs> oh, so Ax, <laughs> I don't care. I'm bad enough today. So Accent Singi suggests that to do this, you start with these steps. One, determine your most and least productive times of the day, right? Everybody has most. Why are you laughing? I don't know. Uh, I just think there's a joke there. Your most and least. It's like. When you're sitting on the poop or. That's not a productive time. But it is the bowels. most. So it's the most. Oh, least. no. That's when, when you, you play Wordle. Right. <laughs> you check your Facebook. <laughs> anyway, seriously, think if you're like most productive, not in your bowels, morning, afternoon, or night. Right. Then schedule that time and stick to it. Make yourself accountable. Track your schedule by using a calendar, an online planning system, or just a damn piece of paper if you're old school. And then finally, put the most important tasks in 60-minute slots so you can, like, have that time to really think about it, right? Yeah. And you put in the 30-minute slots the less important shit, like answering emails. Oh. So I don't do it quite this way because I work from home, and I put the tasks that require the highest amount of concentration yeah. at times when I think I'm the most, I'm the least likely to get disturbed. Not that anybody <laughs> in this house disturbs me. When is that? All the time you're home. So Because you have that excuse and I have the other yeah, we sister got, excuse we that I have to take care yeah, of one right. of the part-time disturbers. <laughs> all right. So anyways, Newton says, quote, This type of planning to me is like a chess game with blocks of work getting spread and sorted in such a way that projects big and small all seem to click into completion with just enough time to spare. 
Dude, I do that because that's how my life is no, every day. True. It's not true. Everything it's clicks true. in the You haven't planted the plant an... bulbs because you forgot they existed. No, I gave you a specific directive today to give me the bag so I could put it in the garage, my workspace, and then I would never forget it. Did I get the bag of bulbs? No. You You need... forgot we had them. Look, Anyways, your, your to-do to list is right next to you. Make a block. Bulb. <laughs> the half hour to remind Sean of bulbs. <laughs> She's got to do it more than once at least. I'll give her that much. So sometimes Newton says that sometimes people ask him why he bothers with such a detailed level of planning. Quote, my answer is simple. It generates a massive amount of productivity. A 40-hour time-blocked work week, I estimate, produces the same amount of output as a 60-hour work week pursued without structure. Now, Sean is giving me shit, but anybody who knows me or has an idea of what I do. And most people don't have a full picture of all the things I do. Yeah. You're a machine, baby. And it's only because I time block. I time block constantly. It's not only because of that. That is a lie. No, but you're not lying intensely. You're just failing to recognize your brilliance. Like, I'm only brilliant because I time people, block. It would take a normal... I'm so brilliant I put sock soap in my sock. <laughs> It, it would day. take a normal person a week to do what you do in one day uh, when sure. it comes to writing and stuff. Anyways. So, but you, have a, you have a gift. So a gift to put You really shouldn't be doing this subject. So. Alright, anyways, stop. What? Although you do time, she religiously time blocks, but in a different structure. So sometimes people ask how time blocking can work for reactive work, Newton says, when you cannot tell in advance what obligations will enter your life on a given day, which is what happens to Sean all the time. And he says, my answer is again simple. Periods of open-ended reactivity can be blocked off like any other type of obligation. Even if you're blocking off most of your day for reactive work, for example, the fact that you're controlling your schedule will allow you to dedicate some smaller blocks to deeper pursuits. He, Singy, however, suggests, like, the night before, do 30-minute blocks or 5-minute blocks if you're Elon Musk and assign tasks to them. Right? Yeah. And the reason why Elon's it works... Elon's got a sort of business fan or what? He's just a Elon, world's richest man. We can't complain. Yeah. Whatever. So here... I'm not bitter. So here's why it works, all right? One, according to Singy, it eliminates the procrastination that stems from trying to decide when to start working. If you just like, you just know what's coming up next, right? And two, when you lay out your day on a piece of paper and assign tasks, you'll realize you have actually a lot of time in the day. I don't actually have ever assumed that, but he says it. I'm gonna pretend. That's right. So Singy also suggests five, four, three, two, one, which is eat the frog for breakfast, right? So here's the quote. If you if it's your job to eat a frog, it's best to do it first thing in the morning. And if it's your job to eat two frogs, it's best to eat the biggest one first. So you basically do the hardest, most dreaded task of your day first thing. Once again, I do that. You do? Yeah. Isn't that sharing all my most social media posts? That's your most. Not always. No. <laughs> I do it too. Sometimes it's waking up. <laughs> but yesterday, it was taking the big two man size air conditioner out of the window first by myself, mind you. Yeah, he's strong. So, Stormly I had cock. the worst one done first. Oh. Most challenging. 
So for me, it's like doing the things that require the most amount of con- like concentration. Mm-hmm. And those are my early morning things, right? You try to get them done before anybody else is up lately. Yes, I do. Oh, that's our dog chuffing. So, the most challenging task of the day, said Singy, is the one that induces the most procrastination. So, if you do it first, you waste less time the rest of your day. Makes sense, right? Uh Uh-huh. And Mel Robbins, finally, for our last uh, time management tip, has a five-second rule, which is, like, you start counting backwards five, four, three, two, one, and physically push yourself to begin working at one says singing about mel mel says hers mel's quote if you get the instinct to work on a goal you must physically move inside five seconds otherwise your brain will kill it so if you're supposed to start eating your frog at 9 a.m says singing at 8 59 go five four three two one eat the frog and just get to work all right what man? Nothing. Does it not work? No, I kind of agree wholeheartedly with the five second thing. Yeah. Like if you don't, a lot of times do something immediately, it'll be a long time before you even think about it again. You damn, know? Damn straight, man. So. Yeah, I think it's very, very true. Like you should probably go get that bag of bulbs for me right now. I know I probably should. So the final <laughs> quote I wanted to say because a lot of the people who listen to this are writers like me. Yeah. And they think, oh, that's not very creative. That's not a very creative way to live, which kind of pisses me off because I'm a writer and I think I'm pretty creative and it's the way I live. So Newton says, sometimes people ask if controlling time will stifle creativity. I understand this concern, but it's fundamentally misguided. If you control your schedule, you can ensure that you consistently dedicate time to the deep efforts that matter for creative pursuits. And the stress relief that comes from this sort of organization allows you to go deeper into your creative blocks and produce more value. (laughs) And I absolutely believe that's true. Because if I don't do this, I feel like I've done nothing all day. I well, have to true. keep try, track of my progress or I feel like I haven't done anything, even if I've done the same amount of time. And if I feel like I haven't done anything because I have a ridiculous work ethic, because a relative told me I was lazy when I was like 12, because I didn't want to shovel in the snow, I get anxiety. And if I get I too much anxiety, to I can't get any of my creative work done. Also true. The end. It works really, really well, man. You are an anxiety monster. That's not fine. But that sure helps. Yes, it does. Duck tip for life, baby. Yeah. What? No, it's your turn. I talked through the whole. I know. I thought that was our format. No. You talk and I'll, oh my gosh. I provide some humor. Our puppy is currently trying to get in Sean's lap as we do the podcast. And oh. I think that the doggies really know how to manage their time, right? <laughs> she blocks off all time for fun. For the fun and, and loving. Love, right? <laughs> yeah. She's like, okay, 6 a.m., mommy gets out of bed. I look at mommy and wag my tail. 6, 10 a.m., mommy puts me on the bed with daddy. Lick daddy's face. Make daddy groan. 6.15 a.m. Daddy throws me off the bed. 6.20 a.m. Mommy lets me downstairs. 6.25 a.m. Goes poopy outside. 6.30 a.m. They definitely have their day blocked up. The only time they have in flux is when they go outside for a walk. Be like the dogs. 
Know what you want. Schedule your time. Sparty's of an age where he just blocked off his whole day for sleeping. That's right. With the occasional fart for period of snack <laughs> snackage. Yeah. I don't even know if he poops anymore. He definitely poops. I, yeah. I just think maintenance of his old body takes up all his calories. But the point here is make sure that when you're planning your blocks of time. You make sure that you do things you actually enjoy, too. Not just work, work, work all the time like me. Well, you should take your own advice then. I know. Because you're not supposed to work on your scheduled breaks. I know, I do. Every time. Today, I, I cleaned um, the crevices where the floor meets the wall with, with Q-tips. No, because you didn't buy me any paint. Do you? No, I meant artistically paint. No. You know what you just said about cleaning the crevices where the floor meets the wall makes you sound really kind of crazy. crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I was a little crazy today. It was a hard day. Uh, but it was it, dusty. Yeah. It was so gross and dusty. It was bothering me. Yeah, Q-tips, a dental pick. I did not have a dental pick. <laughs> if we had owned one, I would, though, use it. <laughs> baby give us a shout out hey the music we've clipped and shortened in this podcast is awesome and is made available through the creative commons license who's that artist and what's that song um i don't know man you do do you know i do uh, we've been saying it it's summer spleef i broke <laughs> for free and we have extra content all about living happy on the livinghappy.substack.com blog and it's pretty awesome and we also have a writing tips co- podcast called write better now they're both awesome but our brand new amazing creepy podcast is dude no just like that. You gotta say it like that. <laughs> he does say it like that. It's true crime with an occasional foray into the paranormal and the macabre, and it's awesome. And finally, we have a podcast. Loving the Strange. Which we stream live. On Carrie's Facebook and Twitter and YouTube on Fridays, but every other Friday. Every other Friday now, because we're lazy. So be sure to check her Facebook and Twitter for the dates when we are going to be podcasting live and making fools of ourselves. Live. We're going to do a Hot Wings Challenge real soon. Oh, dear God. And that's always a good one. Anyways, all my Twitter handles and Facebook handles and blah, blah, blah. It's either Carrie Jones Books or Carrie Jones Book. Carrie with a C-A-R-R-I-E. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out with us. Yeah, thank you so much. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. And be kind. Be kind to us old people. Oh, yeah, we can't take much more. <laughs>